Hey, it's me, Solid Snake, protagonist and heartthrob of the Metal Gear Solid series. I'm stuck in patreon.com slash supernpcradio, but I've uncovered the key to defeating Foxy. Hello? Snake? It's me, Otacon. Have you told them the key to defeating Foxhound yet? Uh, no. I was just about to, but you interrupted me. Uh, sorry. I, I almost screwed this up as bad as when I designed Metal Gear. Also sorry for pissing on myself when we met. Anyway, the key to defeating Foxhound is... Hello, Solid Snake. It is I, Psycho Mantis. I was reading your mind and I could see that you haven't told the listener that the key to defeating Foxhound is by going to patreon.com slash supernpcradio and listening to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC. If someone would just give me a minute, I could tell- Oh, my bad. Carry on. To defeat Foxhound, you must listen to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC Radio, where we're covering the Metal Gear Solid series. I can see in your podcast listening history that you enjoyed The Legend of Zelda Games Club, listener. You'll love this. He's right. Your favorite pals at Super NPC Radio will be covering 10 games in the Metal Gear Solid series. They're released bi-monthly on Fridays. Oh, jeez, I'm going to peace myself again. It's true. You can find it all at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio every other Friday. There's more to come after that, too. In the second half of the year, I've seen it. Another series after Metal Gear? Oh, man. This is a lot to take in. What's that series going to be about? It better not be about piss. <laughs> Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. I am your host of this podcast, Connor McCabe, and on this show, I bring on a guest to talk about a meaningful video game from their past. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing that game special, memorable, and fun for our guest as we will about whatever context was meaningful to them uh, and surrounded their experience of actually playing it. Um, Yeah. That's exactly what the show is. A little bit of housekeeping up top is that if you're on social media, you should check us out, follow us, and interact with our stuff. You can find us on Instagram at callmebyyourgamepod and on Twitter at callmebyyourgame. Just the one Y, though. So on Twitter, we are uh, uh, B-Y-O-U-R, not not two Ys. Uh, There you can see what episodes we have coming out the cool art I make for each episode, learn a little bit about our guests and how you can support them. Uh, If you want to support the show, you can also give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That uh, helps our visibility, helps more people like you, dear listener, find the show. You can, of course, share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the specific game we're discussing today. And lastly, you can also check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio, and there you can see a lot of the bonus content that we have here uh, that comes from not only Call Me By Your Game, but Video Games A Comedy Show, The Reactivators, uh, The Bonk Boys, which is a new monthly or bi-monthly music and uh, video game movie uh, episodes, or actually, it might not just be video game movies. It might just be movie 
specific. Um, but yeah, we have a ton of great stuff over there. You probably heard an ad for it already or will at some point. So yeah, patreon.com slash super and PC radio. Well, that'll do it for the housekeeping. And I'll introduce my guest for this here episode. Please welcome to the microphone, Connor Shin. Hello. Hello. Um, I do have a confession to make to you up top immediately. Uh, This is not the first double con pod, I'm sorry to say, (laughs) but it is the first one where we spell our names exactly the same. So that is meaningful in its own right, I like to think. Who's the other Connor you had on? My friend uh, Connor Arakaki uh, came on almost a year ago at this point to discuss, uh, I don't know if you've ever played anything in the Monster Hunter series, but talked about a game I on have. the 3DS. Yeah, I think it was uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, something like that. But I, I played uh, the, the new version that came out recently. Yes, for the Switch. Yeah. I think that was Rise, I want to say. Probably. I Probably. wasn't good at it. <laughs> and, and we'll go with that because that's what I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. Either way, this is a special moment. Got another con on the pod. It's so nice to have you here. You're one of many people that I have seen. Actually, I was about. I think I was about to lie. I believe that at some point Joan told me that you were into video games to some degree. And anytime that gets on my radar, whether it's like a thing you enjoy once a year or something that someone is like, oh, yeah, I people don't know it, but I – love video games i always pocket that and finally reached out to you i don't know a month ago or so um but yeah that's so that's how i i uh just freaking slid into those dms Mm -hmm. to get you here Mm -hmm. um and i know you like i know the majority of the guests on the show through the los angeles comedy community um i can't say exactly when we met for sure but i there's a uh i think three ways there's a triforce i might even say of ways that I believe you got on my radar. Um, the first of which was that I definitely saw a lot of your uh, sketch teams uh, sketches at on Mod Night mm. at UCB because um, mm. you wrote for. Did you write for Karate Karate? Yeah. Um, I definitely saw a lot of Karate Karate, so that was a lot of brought, brought a lot of <laughs>, laughs and joy to me. Uh, so I haven't thought about that in so long about the team specifically. <laughs> Yeah, well, it just feels like a million years ago. Oh yeah, well, because when did you finish writing for Modder? Did you were you through like the end of once the dark days hit? Oh, I was out of there before that. Um, mm. I okay, I wrote. I was on Mod for four years, and okay. on that in 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 that trajectory, I was on three different teams. Oh, gotcha. And then on the third team, I was like, I am not getting bounced on a new team. And plus, I felt like I did my time on Mod. I'm like, okay, yeah. let's let's. See, I was more interested in either working or getting a job teaching there. Yeah. And I was starting to sort of substitute teach and then Hmm. shutdown happened. Jeez, that's brutal. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, did did that team get two years or am I just remembering one big year of karate? Karate karate karate. got two years. Okay. Mm -hmm. I remember because Carrie was on that team, Mm -hmm. Waisaki. Was Alana Johnson on that team? Okay. Yeah, a bunch of great people. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I may pry, who? What were the other teams you were on? I was my first team was on was Glendale. Oh, I definitely saw Glendale. Yes. Yeah, with Patrick McDonald. Yes. Yeah, and uh, Aaron Marvis, who was also later on Karate Karate. Sounds familiar. Matthew Brian Cohen. Oh, of course. And um, a, a couple of the same actors like Phoebe Nineheart. 
Mike yes. Wayne. Um, we had Carl Tart. Oh, uh, yeah. Nicole Sun. Uh, Gilly Neeson. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't think it was, a, it was a re- it was a really fun team. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I mean I definitely remember uh, seeing that team. I think specifically because th- in like whether it was an interstitial or whatever, the team name would just be like blasted on the on the mm-hmm. projector. So it's kind of hard to yeah. forget that one. Well, it's um, it's it's so hard because you're trying to remember twelve people and only six of them are going to be on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay, and then uh, what was the what was the last one? That you the last one was Thirst Trap. Okay, yeah. yeah. Who's? I'm just making you list all your teammates <laughs> on these teams, but that also that's also familiar, and I'm just like I can't even remember who was on that. Uh, Jeremy Guskin, Anessa Fratowski. Yes. Uh, we had Kimia, but then she got taken off and put on another team. Oh no, that's yeah, a bummer. Totally I lose Kimia. And then we had. Um, Oh, I feel so bad. I'm not dissing anyone. It's just I'm trying to remember. I've set you names. up for failure here. <laughs> Is remember this thing you haven't thought about in years? Yes. Well, list everyone on it. Um. Oh yeah. Uh. Courtney Hyde was on it. Um, cool. She was a really great writer. She is a really great writer. Um. Uh, I feel like you did a great job. Uh, I feel like you listed enough for us. There, yeah, there's a bunch of lovely people on there that I can't remember to name right now. Well, and you know, after all of that, me just making you list it off, I I'm gonna go ahead and rem- say the other two ways that I think you came into my trajectory was mm-hmm. uh, so outside of Mod Night, which I'm sure the, the listener probably knows at this point is sketch comedy teams at uh, UCB out here in LA, and they did the same in New York, but also um, uh, Mod or Mod Cheese Mock Improv. Um, and then I, we were also on mess hall at the same time back in like 2017. Oh, what a time to be alive. What an absolute time. So I think a lot of, I think all of those were happening at the same time. And I had yeah. even started, I think, guesting on mock in like 2016. Uh-huh. So it was all sort of coming together. So I've been familiar with you for a while and, and a big old, big old fan. Yeah. Uh, it was oh thank you. Yeah, you're so one of just the funniest people uh that I've ever gotten to watch perform and then also watch the stuff you've written. So it's thank a you so ex- much. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, that- improv's kind of weird in that there there'll be like 20 people you see regularly but mm-hmm. are never really introduced to. Yes. So there's so many people where like when did we meet? I'm like I don't think we ever actually did. Yeah. Uh-huh. We just got used to each other's faces. <laughs> yes. And then probably we're standing in some like a circle of seven people at the clubhouse one day and just Mm -hmm. totally skipped over that. Oh yeah. But I've seen you be vulnerable several times. (laughs) So I feel like I already know you. Mm -hmm. Um, But all that to say is that, yeah, that's how I'm became familiar with you. And that's, that's a lot of how I know you, but I also know um, that you do more than just, you know, what we used to do at UCB. Um, is there anything else you want to share about yourself or something, anything you've been up to lately that, uh, you want the listener to know about? Um, I wrote my first novel this year. Excuse me. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, it's the first draft. It's more of a novel. It's not even like a hundred pages, but it's, it's always been a dream of mine to write a horror novel. 
And um, I was reading, I was doing a lot of reading of horror in general lately. And finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do it. (laughs) And so I kept telling people about it. And then finally I was like, I'm going to look like an asshole if I don't have that novel done (laughs) soon. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I took, I even took like an online horror writing class. Wow. Which was like six weeks. Okay. But, and very introductory, but it did get me started. Nice. And then just finished it. Like recently? Yeah. Like, wow. Like a, like a week ago. Oh my gosh, congrats. Well, hey, I, you know, depending on the writer, sometimes the first draft is the hardest thing to get out. So I don't oh, know if that th- is. There, there was several times where I was like, I don't, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Dang. Yeah. And here you are. Uh. Wow. How'd you find the course, by the way? Were you just searching online? Was it something local that has online I classes? Think, actually, I think Joan Ford might have recommended oh, it nice. to me. Yeah. Awesome. And we were considering taking it together, but then she she got really busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As happens, Joan's a busy bee. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind if I ask what the name of it is, or is it a working title? The working title of it is called The Living Girl. Cool. Wow. Well, it looks like I got something to keep my eyes open for. <laughs> Dare to dream. Um, <laughs> I sent I sent a rough copy to my reps. Um, it, it's hard enough to get them to read a freaking script, so I can yes. only imagine how hard it is going to be <laughs> to get someone to read a book. Yes. <laughs> People in this town do not like to read. Do, even like, if I, they're I, working for you. Even if it's their job, like, mm-hmm. to read. Like I could send a haiku and they'd be like, can you, can you just like tell me about it? Yeah. <laughs> like, please just look at it. Don't make me do this. I think the best joke I've ever seen about how much people hate to read was in the other two. Have yes. you seen that? Oh yeah. I've, I've watched the, both the first two seasons. Dude, when he sends his agent that script and she's like, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you cut to her being like, read it, just read it, just read it. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like a cutaway. It's a cutaway. Mm-hmm. Or like sort of a flashback to her before that. Yeah, because uh, all he has is the title page. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, because he's tra- he hasn't done it. Yeah. And he just sent her a title page. And he's like, the, what'd you think? That's so funny. I've been... Uh, I've been watching a decent amount of HBO stuff lately, as one does, because, I mean, it's not TV, it's HBO. We're, it's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're adults. I mean, yeah, you can watch of course. What want. Yeah. Uh, and so I've, I finally started Hacks. Have you seen Hacks? I have seen Hacks. So I, I am just, enjoying Hacks. It's, I think it's so great. I just, uh, and I'm the first person to say it. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I Screw finished. that Emmy. Yeah. You like it. Yeah, and that's all that matters. I think that's mm. all that... Uh, Gene Smart and the gang and uh, Paul and Lucia care about. Um, yeah. Yeah, some Hollywood names for the listener out there. <laughs> it's um, got the Connor stamp. It does. Uh, it sounds like it's got two Connor stamps. Um, I uh, just finished season one after mm-hmm. watching like six episodes on a on a in-flight entertainment, um, mm. going to Florida for a wedding just a week and a half ago. I saw those pictures. How was that? It was an absolute... Blast. Um, as you saw, uh, Jessica was there too, kind of with like our, the, some of the people I've known out here for the longest, basically nine years, which is how long ago I moved. Um, 
which is frightening, but ah, it was so fun. I was really, uh, neither of the, the bride or groom will listen to this so I can just share. Um, and wow, this is the fastest I've ever made uh, an episode about me. Um, I was really not looking forward to going just because of the travel, because Mm. it was at a remote beach in Florida where neither of them live or are from. Uh, And so it was just a little difficult getting to where this was and expensive. Why why was this there? This is, I believe, where their families like to vacation. Yes. So it's Rosemary Beach, Florida. Um, Okay. There's a tiny airport you have to have a connecting flight to get into in Panama City, Florida. Oh, my. Uh, and then it's a 30-minute drive to where we stayed. But once I got there, it was such a good time. And it was able to, you know, connect with a lot. Of, oh, and Charlie was there, too. I know I'm, I know you know Charlie. Um, oh, he was on Thirst Trap. Oh, well, there we go. Hey, yeah. full circle to mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to UCB. Uh, mm-hmm. But – yeah, it was it was a blast, especially hanging with these people who I just don't see anymore, and, and a whole extended crew of of friends that I really mm. love. Um, you guys looked great. Oh, thank you so much. We all tried. I I uh, uh, forgot my dress shirt uh, here. I brought everything besides that, so I had to spend basically a hundred dollars on the only like white dress shirt I could find. Out there. Oh God! Yeah, it uh, and I was gonna return it, but I sort of sweated through it dancing. Dude, I saw a photo Jessica posted, and you guys all look like really chic and stuff. And then uh-huh. she captioned it: "The only the bride is the only one that doesn't have swamp ass right now." And <laughs> yes. I was like, "Oh God, you're in fucking Florida in suits." <sighs> it was so humid, uh, and we 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 walked to. The wedding itself, which really wasn't that far. It was probably less than a mile from where we were staying. Oh, but then, wait, 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 less than a mile? What does that mean? Three-fourths of a mile? Yeah, probably maybe maybe. Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, and Jess also had the worst uh, because Jess was in heels, so. Absolutely not. Yeah. Rent a um, golf cart, shit. We should have done something, but we thought about it a little late. Um, Anyway, it was an absolute blast, but. I had watched six episodes of Hacks, finally bringing it back, on the plane instead of playing video games because I, I was just so sucked into it. Mm-hmm. And I think because I've been watching that and Barry and just started The Staircase, which I don't think is very good. Uh, I, ju- I was watching the latest episode right before this and I was like, I don't know about this series anymore. How many are you – how deep are you – how many are there actually? I don't know, but I was like – I was on episode four and I was like, no one gives a shit about the editor. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, unless this takes like a really intense turn. Yeah. But I'm like, you guys, uh, what yeah, are we doing? Let's, let's hop to it. I, I saw the first one and was more just like making fun of it more than anything. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not in it. I will say the scene with Tony Collette showing her falling down was one of the most horrific things I've yes ever like outside of her like it was more grotesque than hereditary <laughs> yeah just even just like seeing her because you get a lot of really clear shots of her lying down at the bottom of the staircase well they show her falling down it and that's that somehow multiple, that was multiple worse. times and in multiple ways <laughs> yeah just in case we forgot how violent it was um <sighs> 
But long story short, I've been meaning to. This is such a long walk. I've been meaning to watch uh, rewatch the other two because I mm. I think the second season came out last year, and I just I think I liked it better than the first, even. So mm. yeah, um, mm-hmm. been meaning to. Uh, I don't even know how. Well, you were talking. This also stemmed from you talking about the sending your reps your uh, novel. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you've done that. You you just wrote the first draft of the Living Girl. Yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, is there anything else you want to promote or, or that you've been up to that you want to share? Did you get to do it? Um, well, I've been writing on Harley Quinn, the hey, animated way to series. Go. Yeah. And, uh, season three and f- I worked on se- starting season three. Okay. And so, and that's finally coming out this year, which I'm hey. really excited about. Oh, and I wrote a comic book. Oh my gosh. And it's coming out. Wow, what uh what when is this coming out? What's it called? Well, what's really cool is they actually asked the Harley writers cuz Harley Quinn has her own comic book mm-hmm. and they're like, "Would you guys be interested in writing one-offs for the side characters on Harley Quinn?" And we we're like, "Yeah." Oh my gosh. So I wrote a one-off for Har- that's going to be in a Harley Quinn comic that's coming out in like 2 months. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Oh I know, my I'm gosh. So, it's like such a dream. Was did you get into this job because you've had like a passion or you've or you've been writing comics uh like for some any time in your life or did it was it happenstance and now you're in it? Well, when I was very little, I would make my own comics, but it's n- and my background isn't art, but the thing is like me ending up working on DC. Mhm. I actually don't have that strong of a background in those sorts of comics. Gotcha. Like I do like like graphic novels and stuff and mm-hmm. such, but I was never really into uh, DC and Marvel until like I got older. And mm. even then I was mainly, I enjoyed X-Men. Yeah. But that's because I liked the show and the movies. Okay. But when then the Marvel universe exploded and the I'm, lear- I'm learning a lot about it now. Yeah. And plus working on the show, like you got to do research and stuff. Mm. And now it's just, it's like part of the lexicon that now you have to know about the Marvel universe. Yeah. So yeah, you are especially in it then. Mm-hmm. It's, well, that, it's, it's part of the job now. Yeah. So, so the one-off that you wrote, that's going to be in one of the, the, the Harley. Yeah. Okay. Cause cool. it's, it's going to, cause a couple of the other writers are also doing one-offs yeah. and what's really cool is they're putting it all, I think in one collection okay yeah what do you what's the title of yours do you can you say i don't remember the title but it's uh featuring clayface okay awesome my gosh that's so much uh exciting stuff that's going on for you yeah i did not realize how much i was doing i did this year (laughs) yes until someone makes you recount your uh accomplishments and excitements on a show well you know what it is Hmm. i just realized because i was like i feel like i never do anything it's because like writing um also the harley room was via zoom okay gotcha and then writing a novel by yourself working on the comic by myself like i was home for most of this year yeah so that's why like i got another tattoo because i was like i need proof that time has passed yes right some sort of marker because you've just you've been Mm -hmm. in your home like a lot of people for for a lot of time yeah like i was like I, i nothing's happened nothing's happened yeah but no, I've actually been working on a bunch of stuff and I just, um, you, it's hard to tell because your surroundings don't change. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Especially being in the same walls. 
that you're used to. That's I don't I don't like my job, but I'm at least glad that it gets me out of home so that like it I do experience a little bit of that. Uh, What's your job? I work at uh, Home State, the breakfast taco restaurant. I love that place. You know, fantastic food. I've just soured on the experience recently, and I'm like, oh, I thought, and it could be a, a a part of me just being like, I want to, you know, get another acting job, or I want to be writing, or whatever. Um, who knows? But yeah, do you have a favorite uh, taco there? Um, I'm trying to remember. I. I've only been there like three times. Okay, <laughs> but I I just remember they had a really good breakfast taco. Yeah, they've got a handful. Their most popular now I'm just pitching work. Uh, the most popular is the Trinity, which is uh, the closest thing to a breakfast burrito. It's eggs, bacon, potato, and cheddar, and I'd recommend getting mm. it on a flour tortilla. Mm. That's me talking I, I, to every customer who's there for the first time. I went to I went to Austin for. Austin Improv Festival a few years okay. ago and they they'll breakfast tacos are like a thing there. Yes. And um like once and I and once I came back here, I was like home state was the only place that kind of had that going yeah. on. But there's always a fucking line. <laughs> it is uh and to the, I worked this morning, I work every uh uh we're recording on a Sunday and it is always insane. And crazy. Um, and there is always a line. Yes, this is true. People got to get their brunch on. They really do. You know, get those Palomas and margaritas flowing and then uh, mm-hmm. they're off to the races. Go to, yeah, got to go to church drunk. <laughs> oh, that's the only way to do it. <laughs> um, well, I'm so uh, excited to hear that you've got so much fun stuff going on. Uh, I'm going to put anything that I can find a link to. Um, I will put in the show notes so people can just like click to find it. And if there's not a link, I'll at least put the text in there so people know what to look up themselves. Um, Fine. And include also if you feel like sharing your social media later, I can do that too. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, before we actually talk about your history with video games, will you please introduce the game that you've brought on for the main event? Just tell the listener what the title is. Uh, the game that I'm introducing is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I am very excited. Uh, we have not covered this on the show. Uh, really? We have not. But, well, that is technically not true. Um, we do a monthly, like, group version of this show where it's sort of like a, a panel of us talk about a meaningful game. And the first one that we ever did almost two years ago was on Breath of the Wild. Um, okay. And then that became its own. Oh, Heather Heather Woodward was on that. Um, if you know Mikey Stevens. Uh, and then our good friend, uh, who I don't believe you would know. His name's Nick Limone. Um, we all did that. And then it became a whole, we did a whole Zelda Games Club and it just became the episode for that. So, but I've not had like, you know, just sat down one-on-one with someone to hear about their experience. Um so, yeah, we'll get into it uh, in a little bit. But first, I do want to hear about your history with games in general, Connor. When did you – do you remember taking an interest in games at some point in your life or were they something that was just around for you? I sort of took an interest in games when I was younger because um, – well, me – when I was in – well, my sisters had Game Boys. hmm when I was really little, that they would not share with me. Rude. And then later, I got. Um, <laughs> do you remember Sega Genesis? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they they had a handheld version. The Game Gear. 
Yes. yes. And I had I had Sonic. Oh, nice. And I played the shit Sonic and Tails. Oh. And I played the shit out of that. And I remember thinking Sonic was a bitch. <laughs> because no, because if you wait too long to to like run over like a bunch of like spears or whatever, he'll look at you and be like, "Oh yeah, he sort of gestures towards the screen." Yeah, and I was like, I'm waiting for it to be safe. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry I'm not throwing you to your death. <laughs> oh, did you want to die really fast? We could do that. <laughs> I. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and then I got, oh, dude, I had this other version of a game that was also a handheld. Oh, but I can't remember what it was called. And nothing in the Game Boy family, right? I don't know if it was a Game Boy. It came after Game Gear. Gotcha. I'm wondering if there was, there was some other weird... There's some more obscure handhelds. Like, there's something that was called the Wonder Swan, I think. No, it wasn't that. Um, although, coolest name I've ever heard for a console. Uh, and then there may have been a Neo Geo Pocket. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure what it would have been. Do you remember any games that you would play on it? I think for this one... It was some version of Mario, I believe. Okay. It could have been like a Game and Boy Advance. It might have been. Yeah. And then at some point, me and my sister decided to go Habsies on a PlayStation 2. Cool. And we got the games Lord of the Rings, uh, The Twin Towers. Oh my gosh, that game's awesome. <laughs> And then we got um, Simpsons Road Rage. Oh my gosh. I, you know, when this is just making me think of when I had Joan on, she talked about the this DuckTales game for the NES. And so we talked mm-hmm. a lot about like licensed games from properties we really like. And those mm-hmm. two are fantastic. Uh, yeah. That's so, did you grow up in LA? I grew up in a suburb outside of LA. Okay. Do you mind me asking where? Hacienda Heights. Okay, I've heard of it. Yeah, never been, but that's cool. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's mainly Taiwanese and Mexican. Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I remember because the, the we played uh, the Twin Towers, and whenever orcs or something were nearby, the controller would vibrate. Okay, gotcha. And my sister, she's like, it, she hated that because it scared her. <laughs> yeah. So she made me take change the setting so it wouldn't do that. But then I'm like, but then you know that there's orcs nearby. Wouldn't you rather Whatever. know than not? It feels like you're there. And she's like, I know. And that's why we're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. And then we got, but we, the game we got really into was the Simpsons Road Rage ones because we got obsessed with opening all the skins. Yeah. And we were playing so much that we would have to switch off because our thumbs were hurting <laughs> from driving so much. But we were like, we have to open up. We, we're this close to getting Chief Wiggum. We're this close yeah. to getting Chief Wiggum. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That game was so dope. I loved it. We had, um, uh, I'm sure you know Stephen Sano, um, but Stephen came on, uh, a few months ago to talk about not road rage, but Simpsons, uh, a hit and run, which is sort of like the grand theft auto Simpsons game. Very, That's so funny. very similar in some ways, but it was a little different than cause road rage was like crazy taxi. I don't know if you've ever played that. I haven't played Crazy Taxi, yeah. but I think I have an idea of what it yeah. is. It's just strip the Simpsons off of it, and that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was such a fun game. And just seeing and it was also funny. So. Yeah. Were you a Simpsons fan? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well then there yeah. you go. Yeah, I was a big old Simpsons head. And then like 
just they utilize the characters very well because each character got their own type of car too. Oh. I know it was it was so dope because so so you could have auto driving Krusty's car. Okay, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And it, it was it was oh have you not played it? Never. I'm familiar with the game, but I've never played. Dude, they would have it so that like when you got your score at the end, they did that thing where um, it was Krusty giving you the score, <laughs> but the 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 actual number would be clearly someone else's voice. Okay, and he's like, "Your score is." Reckless. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Gosh, that's something that Stephen was that he kept talking about on his episode, or a point of emphasis for him was he was a huge Simpsons fan and how much it just he loved to be in that world and just like it was just more Simpsons because a lot of the writers worked on these games too. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Gosh. Because the layout of the town felt very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, mm-hmm. So you had this PlayStation 2 um, and mm-hmm. you had those couple games. Any Did anything come after that or was, your, was it more PS2 um, for you? I tried – this was back when Blockbuster was still around. Nice. And they would let you rent games. And the one game I tried to rent was The Matrix Reloaded. Awesome. Well, here's the thing. I could not play it because I was – I don't know what the fuck happened, but I got stuck in a room and couldn't get out. And I was just like, and this was oh. before, well, this was not before, but I didn't know how to go online and look yeah, at how yeah. to, like fucking, how do I get out of this room or do you think what it was am a I doing? I don't know if it was a glitch yeah. or if there was just something I didn't know about. And this is but- Enter the Matrix, I think. Uh, I was playing Jada Pink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you play and her would, or the other yeah. guy. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, I was just stuck in this closet, and I was like, how the fuck do I get out? And I was so frustrated, and I was, and I had to return the game, and I was like, well, I hated this. So, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah I was just, mm. and then I think... I think I started college and or for whatever reason, I ended up not taking the PlayStation with yeah. me. I don't remember why, but yeah. You know, that's the thing. Sharing a console with siblings is like one of you's, one of you's keeping it. And oftentimes it stays home. So mm-hmm, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Did you end up, did you, were you playing anything in college? Um, and if not, did anything come after that for you? I didn't play during college. Um, and then I didn't play for years and then I, uh, it wasn't until I got um, actually staffed for the first time. Yeah. And I was so excited, but I was also like, I need a new way to relax. Yes. Because, I mean, like, I if I have to go into an office every day, I can't be fucked up. I can't. But at the same time, I'm like, I need a way to, like get my mind somewhere else Mm -hmm. totally so i was like i think video games might be the way wow and so i think the first week of getting staffed i during my lunch break i walked over to a best buy and i was like i would like to purchase a nintendo switch please (laughs) i love that yeah and then the guy's like okay and he's like what games do you want and i'm like what's good yes and he's like well these right now are our most popular, and he held up Mario Kart mm-hmm. and Breath of the Wild. Yes. And I was like, well, first he asked, are you going to be playing with other people? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. 
um that well that changed but like uh yeah i got the switch and then i got um mario kart and then i got breath of the wild and i went home and i played breath of the wild i've never played a zelda game before in my life awesome and i've never i've never played an open world game before my oh my goodness so i was just like my head exploded Mm. you know because like you wake up and you're like where do i go what do i do yeah why am i in my underwear And why does everything keep breaking? Um, <laughs> and so at first I got a little frustrated with it, but then I slowly gave it another try, gave it another try. Because it looked like I saw so many screen grabs of other people playing it and stuff. Yes. And I'm like, this looks really cool. Yeah. But then like once you start getting into dungeons and puzzles, and it turns out I love a puzzle. Ooh, very good. I didn't know this about myself because I think I was the youngest in a group of very aggressive personalities. <laughs> Because, but it turns out I love a puzzle and I will like stay up till 4 a.m. being like, I think I cracked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that's how the Breath of the Wild journey gets started. O- outside of that, um, have you enjoyed anything else on the Switch that you want to talk about? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's been, it's been a journey. Oh, like what? I d- well, because like lockdown happened. Yeah. That and, whole thing. And um, well, I did enjoy Mario Kart. I did enjoy. Um, I tried some other... Oh, I played Link's Awakening. Oh, I love Link's Awakening. I played it like twice. It's so oh. fun and cute. I love how charming the Switch version is. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I've been playing... Oh, Origami Mario. Yes, Paper Mario. Absolutely. The, the, the new one, I played it like three times. Whoa, all the way through? It, yeah. Oh my gosh. That game's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. I love, I've only played like the the original two versions of, well, the original two Paper Mario games, but I heard this is like a lot of people's favorite ones since those. So that's, I'm encouraged to hear mm-hmm. that you liked it too. It was so fun and weird. The storyline gets sad. Aww. And uh, I played Luigi's Mansion, which it. was so fun. And I played... Um, Oh, I did try playing Monster Hunter for yes. a little bit. I, I I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I I I I I don't know. I think I got frustrated with mm-hmm. it. I didn't understand how to fight the bigger monster. Yeah. Um. Oh, I uh did a lot of Animal Crossing. Of course, as one does. I think, I think Animal Crossing came out right when lockdown happened. It was, I think, almost literally a week after. Yeah, and then um, this was when I was starting to learn about. Well, this was a really great way, to f- sort of, to socialize. Definitely, because mm-hmm. other people you found out right away who else had a switch. Yes, and it was like, yeah, we're outside in a way. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Chores are fun again. Yeah, it's like guys, I gotta get my garden yeah. going. <laughs> um, oh, what's another? Oh, I got really into Hades. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and I think I beat it. I'm not sure, but then, because credits rolled. Yes. But then the game started again, but now I'm fighting for Hades? Yeah, it continues. Um, so, But I think, it's the, I think yeah. you did, you know, because it can go for a long, long time, but I think you beat, the, yeah, like the main part of it. But if people want to, yeah. it continues. Um, yeah, and I'm just like, Wait, yeah, that wasn't the deal. Yeah, 
I mean, that's that's one of those games. Like, if you really just want to let your mind go mm-hmm. for a bit, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh gosh. And like, in, and like, instantly addictive. Yeah. Uh, one of the, just the best games of that was. Yeah, that was late 2020. I think that came out. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Awesome. Um, have has there been maybe in the last like year or so? Um, any new games or maybe anything recently that you happen to have gotten into? Well, do you remember when you first asked me about this podcast? Yes. And then I said, I just bought a PlayStation. Did you, cause you bought a PS5. Yeah. yeah. I had just purchased a PS5. Okay, cool. And which was a whole ordeal in itself, but, um, <laughs> I got it. Well, I mainly got it because there were certain games that I couldn't play on the switch, yes. which was very annoying. And my little friend group wouldn't shut the hell up about Elden Ring. Yep. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and they're like, oh, if you love Breath of the Wild, you're going to love Elden Ring. I'm like, because Breath of the Wild was, 2 was taking so fucking long. Like, I had started playing Skyward Sword. Oh, my gosh, which is like, no way. Which is like, it feels, it literally feels and looks like a ripoff version. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like, it, everything's kind of ugly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, the villain's stupid and just... The controllers aren't great. Yeah. Are you using the motion controls for that one? I was playing it on the handheld because I got used to playing it on the handheld. Yes. Um, I actually have two switches because I had to set mine in twice to get repaired because they kept doing this thing with the drifting. Oh, with the Joy-Con. Yeah. Yeah. The Joy-Con was being a little bitch to me and I was like, I'm not sending this in a third fucking time. And so finally I got the new Switch Lite. Yes. And that's not going to have that issue because there's not parts that are coming regularly off. What um color switch light did you get? I got yellow. Oh, cool! I like those. I like the little. Like, there's like a salmon, uh, some turquoise, and then yellow. Mm-hmm. That, so is that the main one that you play on now? It is. Okay. And I was. Um, oh, I got Lego Star Wars. Yeah, the Skywalker Saga. Yeah, it's just you get a lot of games. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot because that's nine movies, right? Yeah, and then even then, like once you finish the story, it's like now do you want to finish like all the side quests? And I'm like, because it'll show you the percentage <laughs> of how much you finished. And I finished like the first one, the first movie, and then it's like okay, and it says thirty percent, and I'm like, what? <laughs> how could there be more? Seventy percent more. I guess I didn't explore all of space yet in the first one. Yeah, geez. Yeah, and then on top of that, like, it does give a warning, but it gave me a headache. Oh, no. Well, because, like, this, because it, well, first it says, like, warning may give seizures. And I'm like, okay. But (laughs) I didn't have a seizure, but if I play it and my blood sugar isn't perfect. Yeah. And if I play it a little too long, I'll get a headache. I wonder what it is about that game that does that. Have you you played it? No, not at all. I'm familiar with it, though. There's a couple of things I think that are doing it. I have this is really embarrassing. During uh like last or last last year, I really wanted to play The Last of Us 2 mm-hmm. or The Last cuz and um my friends like, "Oh, you should try Last of Us the first yeah. one." Yeah. But I don't have a PlayStation, so someone let me borrow nice. their PlayStation 3. Yeah. And and but along with it, they they let me borrow a few other games, and one of them was Portal. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then so I was like, oh, I heard a lot about this game. I'm gonna try it. Got a headache 
Oh, that'll 20 do minutes it. in. Yep. Gosh, I'm so bummed because I I just played that for the first time and mm-hmm. adored it. But I could see how you could like get a headache or maybe even motion sickness. Yeah, because you you're you're spinning around a bunch. Yeah, especially and later then, in the game, it gets a little crazy. Oh God! You can see. Uh, yeah, and then, I've got my little yeah. orange the little orange box here that I, on the PS3 that that it's on. Did you play this version? I don't know what box it came in because she had literally like you know those CD cases. Oh yes, okay. Where it had just had the disc. In yeah, gotcha. And then um, I bought Last of Us, the first mm-hmm. one. And I played it. I played it a bit, but then uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Was it too much? I think it might have stressed me out a bit. It's a stressful game, and the second yeah. one is probably worse in that way. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. But what's weird is that I do want to play those Resident Evil games Ooh, because yeah. the I'm told those have puzzles in them, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, I fucking love puzzles. I mean, I was hearing you talk about you know you you're you know just wrote a horror novel um and maybe mm-hmm. said something some anecdote about how maybe you liked something to do with horror as a kid and i was thinking ooh resident evil might be a good series for you i also like horror well, but there you go I don't, I don't yeah um i think i got a little yeah i think i just got overwhelmed trying to navigate myself in the last of us because it was like their little girl something happened and then all of a sudden you're in the apocalypse and you're like now find the ladder, and I'm like, I, yeah, I, I think, yeah. Do you, um, I think, even if you don't do, explore it until like the until Halloween, um, I would recommend playing like one of the Resident, the newer Resident Evils during okay. during that time, just because I, they're not my cup of tea necessarily. But I played, uh, I think Resident Evil Seven. Which I got uh-huh. for free on the PlayStation Five. If you have like PlayStation Plus or whatever, it's one of the games uh-huh. they give you. Yeah, yeah, and it was cool and scary and gory, but like <laughs> really so well done. Um, okay. So, and the new one, I guess Resident Evil Eight, uh, it's called Village, was even more. It was like, I think had ascended a little higher too. So that's nice. cool. Uh, you've been gaming a lot. Yeah, it turns out I have. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It really de-stresses. That's, it's nice when it holds that place and not the opposite for people when it's like someone's whole life and it just stresses them out because that's not fun. Um, well, because it's such a unique way for me to de-stress mm-hmm. because it keeps your hands you – can't, you can't multitask while you're doing yeah. it. Like because now I'm at the point – well, this is kind of bad – I can't, it's hard for me to just watch something without also doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the worst, the absolute worst was I would play Hades while having like something on. Oh, like a show or a podcast? Yeah. 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 But it felt like it was my version of like an opium den. Hey, whatever like, you know, helps you zone out and just like do something like that. Power to you. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it worked mm-hmm. for you too. Oh, it worked. Wonder. There you go. And I was just like, because I'll think about like, bef- well, I'm like, what did I do before this? And I'm like, oh, I drank and smoked cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your body's probably like, hey, thanks for introducing games into your life. Uh, I- well, you, yeah, but you know what's crazy? Okay, so you've played Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. You spend so much time running and climbing. Yes. And I remember one point being like, 
I spent over an hour fake climbing this hill and I was like, oh man. And it made me actually get into hiking. Oh, no way. Yeah. Cause I was like, I do like the outdoors. And if I spent a fraction (laughs) of the amount that I spent (laughs) here, I'm like, I'd be like an, an outdoorsman. Holy shit. Wow. So I did. Yeah. I did start trying to get into hiking and, yeah, no shit. It's not like Breath of the Wild yeah. where, I mean, there's never a part where Link just gets stuck. Yeah, because he doesn't know how to get down. Um, but, and you don't have to worry about going into a swarm of bees. But uh, no, that's true. There are a few uh, uh, benefits of doing it virtually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. like that. Oh, the sun's in my eye. Well, you know yeah. what? Let that be a lesson to any parent out there who's worried about their kids not doing enough uh, playtime or outdoors or whatever. Because, Connor, it, it made you uh, – or it, it inspired you to to hike. So there we go. Yeah. Um, and before that, I was very anti-hike. But I think it's because I associate it with um, my family forcing me to do something I don't yeah, want. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do it. And because I, I just have memories of me being a kid being like, I don't – why are we doing yeah, this? <laughs> this is not fun for me. But I find if I go at my own pace and it's like nice weather, um, it can be really nice. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, was there any game you'd be remiss if you didn't mention before we take a break and then talk about Breath of the Wild? Um, I'm actually playing a lot of Elden Ring now. Okay. Interesting. Very cool. And what's so funny is my friends are like, oh, do you love it? Don't you love it? Because you love Breath of the Wild. And I'm like, it's good. Yeah. But it's no Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Very different, yeah. I would imagine, outside like, of the exploration and stuff. Well, because it doesn't I, – I, I literally just had this conversation with Mark Rennie. We were, I was like, Breath of the Wild has heart. Mm. Like there's moments where you're like, oh, what a quaint little village. Yeah. I would I used to, okay, Kate Thompson, really big into games. Yeah. Um, I was just like, so many times I text her, I'm like, man, I wish we could just live here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially like the little village that you build or any of the other The house, the house you buy. Yes. Gosh, any of that would be in these beautiful like landscapes. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be nice. Um, and then not not once have I played Elden Ring and been like, man, if I could just live here. Oh, certainly not. No. No. Everything is scorched. You, you want some like hand monster chasing after you? Even the so-called safe space, I'm just like, everyone's like, you haven't earned your right to be here yet. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I'll show myself around. Thanks. I feel, thanks. I feel so welcome Dick. here. Uh, and yeah, and even that safe space, there's some, there's stupid ghost knight that attacks you. And I'm just like, give me some room, mister. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, it, well, interesting. Um, I'll pocket the Elden ring for later because I have something, mm-hmm. uh, f- uh, to, to reveal to you in a, in a bit, but, oh boy. um, thank you so much for sharing just like your general history with games and a lot of exciting stuff that's coming up for you. Uh, we'll take that quick break that I mentioned. And when we come back, we'll talk about all things breath of the wild. So Connor, I will see you on the other side. Okay.
Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. I am, of course, here with Connor Shin to discuss Breath of the Wild. Hello, Connor. Hello. Feels good every time I say it. Um, <laughs> now, before we get into uh, your personal experience with the game, I'm going to share just a brief amount of the history and context of what this game actually is, even though, again, uh, there's probably going to be few people who listen to this and don't know what it is. Um, but The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is uh, is a... Uh, open world uh, action adventure RPG game, the latest in the mainline Zelda series that came out uh, on March 3rd, 2017, uh, which was the same day as the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it launched with the Switch. It was one of the very few games that was good on it when it came out because there really was not much. Um, and it, uh, a few things that are interesting about this game, which I'm sure we might even get into some of them, is that it, uh, it bucked the conventions that a lot of the of the series had grown to become. Traditionally, and this actually wasn't the case with the first game. The first game is a lot more similar to this than what we know about like Ocarina of Time or Skyward Sword, which you played, or even Link's Awakening, um, where those are uh, – you are – it's a linear game and a linear story for the most part where you are – progressing the way the game wants you to, going through dungeons one, two, three, however many, getting a, a big weapon, whether it's the master sword or something that changes the game for you. Um, and then you are going to fight the final boss and it, but again, in this specific order. And one of the novelties about this game is that you can do just about whatever you want within the game. And you don't have to even go to any of the temples or the shrines technically if if you can make it happen and get to the final boss to calamity ganon that's that's it that could be the end of the game um it's which is you know it's still really cool uh i this game also uh came out on the wii u at this on the same day um it was originally developed for the wii u have you ever uh played a wii u or seen one of these connor I am familiar with the Wii. I never owned a Wii. And this is uh, even like yeah. something that came after the Wii that we all know. They Nintendo's follow-up console to the Wii, they called the Wii U, which was really confusing to a lot of people. They weren't sure, is this just an add-on to the Wii? What is this? It it's their worst selling console of all time. But it sounds about right. Yeah, it's kinda it came out when like the PS3 and Xbox 360, or no, no, that's not true. This came out. Um, when like the PS4 and the Xbox One were around and it had this game pad that had a lot of like it incorporated into a lot of the games that you would sort of kind of like a pre-switch, like a game pad that you can play full games on, but was not technically just a handheld. You had to have it sort of like within a certain distance of the console itself. Um, but all that being said, it came out on the on the Wii U as well. It's considered one of the greatest games of all time. If now it, I mean, it tops a lot of lists, which of course that's subjective, but like I, th this is one of the most special gaming experiences I've ever had. I got it on launch day. I loved it. Um, I even revisited it finally in 2020 and played another, played about 50 hours of it. Um, and it's, it, yeah, it's absolutely spectacular. It just for a little story context, um, you play as Link once again. You wake up after being uh, frozen in sleep for a hundred years by Zelda, and she tells you, uh, or I think you hear from her, or maybe the king tells you that uh, 
she is holding down Calamity Ganon, this like calamitous force that uh, it that could destroy the world, and it's up to you to save her and defeat that thing, which is in line with a lot of the series. But mm-hmm. you can climb anything you want, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You can explore however you'd like. The weapons break, like I think you were referencing earlier. Yeah. Especially when you're in master mode. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, spectacular game. Everyone's probably familiar with it, but I wanted to get out a little context. Um, if there's anything that you're like, ooh, it's important that we share this before I talk about my personal history with it, uh, feel free. Otherwise, um, I'd love to start to hear from you about it. I don't know. <laughs> that, and that's totally Maybe. cool. Yeah. Well, you uh, when you kind of got yeah. into how you got this game earlier on a lunch break um, on one on a show you were staffed on. You walked to a Best Buy. Best Buy. May I ask yeah. what Best Buy you went to? It was the one on La Brea. Great Best Buy, but plenty of stuff from this Best Buy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And okay, and you got Breath of the Wild at least that day. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So tell me what you remember about uh, enjoying about this game or even just like the early parts of getting into it, if you do it all. Well, the the graphics were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a really exceptional job. Like if you're running through a field of grass and flowers, it felt like it. Yeah. It looked like it. Um, the sunsets, the the landscapes mm-hmm. were gorgeous. Um, when you climbed a mountain and or would get to a high part of a tower and you would just look out oh and gosh. it's just like, oh my God, it's gorgeous. It's half the fun too is just like yeah. as you're hanging on a mountain, like turning the camera so it's like looking out and, and this is just mm-hmm. you see on like some deep valley or something. Yeah, yeah. And then like I don't um, – there were so many interesting ways to explore it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you can want, run, you can walk climb swim you can um ride a horse yep train a horse catch a horse you can glide you can fly and it was just and then like to like it was so 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 um satisfying to climb up a mountain and then just jump off yes yeah and gl- and just hit that glider and just yeah or like climb all the way up one of those towers to open a map mm-hmm. and then be like and I'm out and then just fly off and then the whole um once you establish uh I forget what they're called but one of those tower points yeah you can transport to wherever oh yeah you can teleport to them yeah that was amazing and then like and I do like fighting games yes I don't know why. But I do, but and it does it does force you, especially master mode. It does force you to be strategic, mm-hmm. and about like how to. There's a group of goblokins here. <laughs> how are we gonna get them? And then the puzzles, puzzles galore. Oh and, yeah, like in the shrines. Yeah, like it. It was so fucking fun figuring those out, and um, they're. You never knew what to expect with the puzzles. And they were usually fun. Yes. They were usually fun. Um, and exploring the towns was interesting. Mm-hmm. Everything had a theme. Everyone like had a little story being like, I remember there was this one character whose the whole thing was that 
they like to watch the lanterns being lit. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm just hoping someone would light this lantern. And she'll always be there. And I'm like, well, that's your lucky. Yeah. <laughs> she's not going to miss it. That's for sure. Mm-mm. I think that's in, uh, I want to say, Hateno Village, where you get like the yes. little blue flame and you got to light all of them yeah. up this path. Yeah. Um, yeah, that weird endurance test. Yes. Because uh, you have to fight a bunch of assholes along the way. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, and then you can soup up the soup. The things, ways you can get souped up is so dope. Because when you defeat like the different Ganons, mm-hmm. you get a power. Oh, yeah. And um, even fighting the Ganons was fascinating because it's a puzzle. It's a giant. The whole th- you're you're inside an animal shaped creature. Yes, that is also a puzzle. Yeah, that you can rotate and then solve puzzles within the puzzles, and also fight Gablokins or whatever. And I it was I oh my god, and it was all beautifully beautifully designed. Yes, and the sound was exquisite like oh it sounded gosh. like old gears and stuff yeah and um yeah it was just uh and then like it was what was funny is like um you there was different races yeah within the world and they all had different behaviors like there was this race of bitchy women in the desert the gerudo they were so mean and they were so just like but right away you're like oh this is just how they are <laughs> you know it's not you and then you're first like, you're like is this, is this personal here yeah and i'm like what is what is going on and you have to dress in drag to go into that town you do and it's just and i'm like this is wow yeah and um and then there's a race of rock men the gorons yes that are always kind of jolly and they even play like oompa music around the yeah. area of town. Be like, look at these stupid goofs. <laughs> look, he he's like there's a section where this guy there's a guy stuck because there's a rock collapse and he's trapped underneath yes. all these rocks and he can't get out of the room. And they play it off as comical, even though that's terrifying. Yeah. But he's like, <laughs> and you cause you can hear him going, help, help. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's horrible. But they're playing that that music yes. so you're not scared but the parts that are scary are scary like ganon is scary oh yeah the castle is kind of scary that place uh, just uh, wants uh, you so dead mm-hmm. i mean a lot of the game is hostile towards you but that castle mm-hmm. especially i've known i was actually talking to char i think it was charlie about it recently and mm-hmm. in breath of the Wild, he told me that when he got to the castle he's like i'm not going through this whole thing so he used Rivali's Gale to just like fly up to the top of it and then go mm-hmm. in and fight Ganon as opposed to going through all of that. But you get so much treasure. Yeah, you do. And I mean, I, I found, I wanted to explore it and see what was there. So I went through that whole thing when I did oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, It sounds like there's so many aspects of the game that you liked. You, you also talked about, I think before the break, just talking with, I think, Kate Thompson about wanting to just like live in this sort of world because they, I feel like they do this in a few ways, whether it's, you know, the way the game looks, which like you said, is beautiful. It's sort of like a, I mean, how would you describe it? It's like this pastel, like cell shaded art style. Um, It's also weirdly realistic looking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But just like, with that, like, coat a, of paint almost. Yeah, like, I imagine Narnia looks like this. Oh, man, didn't expect a Narnia reference on the pod. <laughs> I'm actually super Christian. I also wanted to bring that up. Oh, yeah, you know, I gave, gave you a whole time to talk about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I definitely have read, read all those books as a kid, like, all eight of them or whatever. Uh, oh, wow. Back to front. Oh, yeah, I was I was big time on, uh, on Narnia. Um, anything really, though, fantasy growing up, I was, I was, it was exciting for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's so beautiful. I think, but like they pair that with, you were talking about like the sound, whether it's just like, even when there's no music playing and you just hear like the birds chirping or like the grass Mm -hmm. rustling in the wind, it's so Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they find just some, so much of the game is like tranquil. And you're so mm-hmm. you feel so alone. At least I felt really alone because you're. It's mm-hmm. when you're exploring the post-apocalypse, essentially. Yeah. But in Zelda, and it's cool that you know you were sharing. You've never played a Zelda game, but um, and I'll tell as you probably learned with Skyward Sword and and Link's Awakening, this is a very mm-hmm. unique one. No, because like when I bought the 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 switch yes. i also bought one of those packages where it's like you can play all the old school yeah. nintendo games uh-huh. so i was i also i was able to play the old school um the arcade style i think zelda yeah probably the original one or was it like a yeah. side scroller um it was gray <laughs> <laughs> i bet it was uh it's probably the original one yeah, yeah, I think it was the original, and I was just like, "Well, this sucks." I mean, it's fine, <laughs> it's fine. It's but hard was, to play yeah. today, is what I'll I'll tell you. All of they're all hard to play. Mm-hmm. They're all hard to play. Weirdly hard to play now. And yeah, I was just like, this game, like, well, because not only do you, is it beautiful, beautiful sound, but like you can make f- like friends, and yeah. you can own property. Mm-hmm. You literally help build a town. You adopt multiple horses that you can later give makeovers to. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I think it's also because this game is one of the few games where you get to do multiple parts of daily life. Yeah. Like you get to rest, but you also get to cook. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. You le- you learn recipes, yeah. like really intricate recipes. And... um. Yeah, learning different tools, uh, different animals. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, a bear can attack you, but you could also train a bear. Oh, can't you ride one? You could ride a bear. <laughs> I, ne- I never I, did that. I was like, I'm staying away. <laughs> it takes a, it takes a doing, dude. Did you find the skeleton horse? I don't think I ever found the skeleton horse. Is that like it's oh, it's like Ganon's horse or something like that? I forget, but yeah. it's there's a if you, there's a certain, sec, certain section, there's a skeleton horse, and I was like, oh my god, and I love taxidermy, so I was like, I'm gonna keep the skeleton horse, <laughs> but once the sun comes up, it disappears. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and even then, within the world, there's like little secret things that are like just little secret things, mm-hmm. like there's a a like these this, there's a crevice between in this mountain where there's like a creature with six eyes. Yeah, that you can sometimes see mm-hmm. you can't ru- well I is think, it the, I think- isn't is it some like uh like i wanted to say beast but like some like magical deer looking thing yeah it's like a white deer looking thing yes and, and you can totally miss that and so much other stuff yes yeah, and game. then apparently there's like a tribute to 
um, one of the original creators of the game mm. where it's just like it's a it's a meditative tree that's in a hidden area. Oh, cool. And then, um, yeah, it's just there's so many little hidden. It covers it covers so many different spectrums. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it like ruins you for other games. It is. This is one of those games that is hard to try to play something else after. I think when I finished it for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that Mario Kart had just come out on the Switch or this game mm-hmm. called Splatoon where you play these squid kids who shoot paint everywhere and it's like a shooter. So I was like, I can't play another adventure game for a long time. And the, the Zelda series is my favorite series, period. But mm-hmm. it is it was strange going back and playing a linear Zelda after this when you can just – I mean, that's – I think one of the things that I, I'd be interested to hear from you what resonated with me was – uh, how you really – I felt such an ownership over my experience in this game because mm-hmm. I, maybe the freedom has a lot to do with that. I'm not sure. I think it's because it ha- it's open world and there's so many different things you can do. It does feel like your own little West world yeah. where you, oh, you, yeah. you created your own little life. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you play Link's Awakening, which is an amazing game in its own, yeah. but there's, there, there's only so many ways that can go. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, like you – some – people were like oh i don't even fight the other ganons yeah and i'm like yeah or some people will be like i just i just want to do the side quests yeah. or or you could do the add-ons which i did and you could open the motorcycle oh yes the from the dlc yeah that was intense gosh and what's funny is when the motorcycle runs out of gas you have to feed it <laughs> <laughs> does it take any sort of food Weirdly enough, I think it needs meat. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's which carnivore. is very strange. Yeah, it's a carnivore motorcycle. And it was a bitch to get it because it basically makes you refight all the Ganons, mm-hmm. but with like harder circumstances. Yeah. And um, it makes you refight, I think, Calamity, but like in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It was a bitch, but then I, because I really wanted, oh, also I didn't, I didn't know I was going to get a motorcycle at the end. Yeah. But when I did, I was like, I just, and it's, because having a horse is already fun, but like going on a fucking motorcycle, like the, the goblins are just like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Like you can literally run them down. Yeah. And it can like scale, I want to say, depending on maybe how steep something is, like scale a little part of a mountain or something. So Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. extra fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. do you, you know, from your memory of when you played this game and was it just, did you just do like one playthrough and sort of that was it for you or have you gone back at all? Oh, I've played it a couple of times. Nice. Did you, were your experiences different? Did you find you were doing similar things or going along similar paths? Um, well, I definitely tried to see like how different can I make this different run? But of course the game has its way of like. Um, I guess I'm a bit of a, like, I would never do it where I'm like, oh, I'm not fighting the Ganons. Yeah. Because, like, one, I love them puzzles. And two, the powers they give you, I'm like, that, it, they're, they're so satisfying. I need those. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I need to fly. Yep. Um, And you, you, you miss visiting your little towns. Mm-hmm. And, um. 
uh, I think you get, I think you get gutsier with each time you play it because you kind of have an idea of what to expect. Oh yeah, that's helpful. But it's also, I don't know, it's interesting. Like you're you're revisiting, but it's still fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I only I was telling you in 2020, I uh, booted this back up and played a new file, and I was trying to even do stuff. I was doing some things differently, but mm-hmm. all I was really, but I was sort of going along a similar path as far as the divine beasts go. Like, yeah. I sort of, I think the game does steer you towards the um, elephant uh, where the Zoras yeah. are first. Yeah. Probably because it wants yeah. to give you Mipha's grace so that you don't die as quickly because you have like no yeah. health at the beginning. Oh, no. You, you have like six hearts or something. Yeah. It's, or maybe it's, even three. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's something pitiful, but like, yeah, like it, and I tried to do it being like, oh, I want to get the flying power first, but you physically can't get there yeah. if you don't have a few of the other powers. Mm-hmm. And then there's that fucking Yiga clan. They can go to hell. Oh, those uh, banana loving bastards. I, going through their hideout, I almost made me quit. I was so mad. Because you have to <laughs> sneak, right? You, you have to be quiet. You have to sneak through the whole goddamn thing. And that's assuming you fi- figure out where you're going. Mm-hmm. And I got so mad. I just, oh, man. That, oh, I, they're so stupid. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Um, well, you, did you, uh, speaking of puzzles, this is, a f- I mean, it's, I guess this is a puzzle, but something I loved discovering. You know, of course, the small stuff you were talking about, whether it's like that, mm-hmm. that like uh, de- deer thing in the mountains that you can never do or something mm-hmm. as majestic as like the dragons that you might just stumble upon. Dude, in the it wasn't until like my second run that I was like, oh, you're supposed to utilize something from the dragons. You The scales, right? Yeah. I didn't notice that it, you could shoot their scales off. It's I found it. Even when I knew that's what you're supposed to do, I found it hard to do that because I would try to like get close enough to them to actually hit them, and then yeah. and then it will fall. You'll see it fall. Yeah, and you have to go yeah. chase it. But yeah, gosh, that was so good. Cool. I you know another part of the game that's so wonderful is like you might even hear the music come in for those guys before you see them. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's like their cue or something. Yeah. The uh, end. Outside of that, there were there were a few places for me that I rem- I still remember from my first playthrough that was just so memorable of discovering. Um, uh-huh. One of which are like the I think there's maybe two of them in the game. Those sort of labyrinth like things off the coast. Mm, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, there's like two of them. There's one that's I think in the north on one side, mm-hmm. and on the other side there's one that's an island. That's and they're right. like, it's That's literally right. a labyrinth. And every now and then I would get frustrated and just like, I would fly to the top and be like, okay, what's, yeah, what am I looking at? <laughs> totally. <laughs> and it tries to not, I don't, I think that's like one of the few things in the game you can't climb. Um, but yeah, if, oh, you've, you can, yeah. if you've got the um, Rivali scale, you should, you can do exactly that. Uh, yeah. The And it's so frustrating because the door that you need to go through it's hard to see. And oh, it's, yeah. It's so, so you could just go right past it in those areas. Like, I, I think I looked on Polygon or something uh-huh. at some point and being like, and then you turn here and I'm like. <laughs> well, I ran. I was that was already by that and I missed it. Um, mm. Do uh, 
it seems like, I mean, you obviously, you've played the heck out of this game. Was there mm-hmm. any, like, uh, <laughs> part of the game specifically that, like, was more of a learning curve than something else? Um, whether it was, like, l- using the physics that they give you and, like, all those Learn- abilities oh, or... I would love to know. If there since- was, I would love for someone to physically, like, you know how when someone teaches you how to golf or something, yes. they'll, like, literally wrap their oh, arms sure, around Oh, sure, yeah. You? I want someone to do that to me, but for how to um, pivot my shield for when um, yes. those sentinels, the uh, lionels, the lo- when they shoot at you, yes, because like one out of sixteen times will I be able to do it to like reflect an arrow or something? Yeah, I can't or, do or that. With those laser blasts, mm-hmm. like one out of seven times I'll be able to do it. It was the most frustrating shit in my life. And they're like, "Yeah, just pivot it, just pivot it." And you're like, "Excuse me, uh, I'm pivoting." Yeah, it. Those the reflexes that some people have with those, it's really uh, impressive. I've seen like videos online whether it's on like the breath of the wild subreddit or wherever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, these people are operating at an entirely different level than I'm capable of. I read so I watched so many videos on it and they're like, yeah, just the perfect time to pivot is to press the button. Once you see the light on their head turn white. Oh, and I was like, okay. Okay. And I thought I was doing it, but I guess I wasn't, Huh? but it, it, um, yeah learning how to choose and pick your battles because mm. there's that one tower that's surrounded by sentinels yes that was definitely like how bad do you want this oh sorry you're <laughs> you're talking about the the guys at the late oh i'm sorry i was thinking of the lionels the big like beast oh, no those, that, that was that was a learning experience within itself you're talking about the machines that are like shooting stuff yeah. at you the guardians and stuff the guardians yeah. sorry yeah the guardians Sentinels. I think I'm thinking of X Men. Well, it's also um, they're a little ma- they're a little like machines in the Matrixy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Guardians, uh, hate them, and but they that they provided a learning curve, and then the Lionels, um, they're so scary because once they got their eye on you, you're done. You're toast. You gotta like get out of there the, if you can. The absolute worst is when they're off screen. And then an arrow just comes flying. <laughs> yes. And it's like hunting you. Yeah. Like, I I guess I was making too much noise or something. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm climbing the side of a wall and all of a sudden arrows just oh. the size of a cannon just comes at you. Jeez. Yeah. Um, Elden Ring loves to do that, by the way. Oh, that seems like Elden Ring's whole thing. <laughs> um, for, did you... Uh, was it satisfying to, you know, begin the game and in, in, you know, with all these learning curves and, you know, only finding like, you know, the early weapons like sticks or or like uh, weak swords and avoiding like guardians or whatnot? There was definitely some life lessons learned here. Like It was <laughs> like I think when I encountered my first Lionel, mm-hmm. because one of the earliest missions was you have to gather a bunch of electric arrows yes. and they're surrounding a Lionel. And I'm like, it's impossible. I can't do it. Yep. And I think I abandoned it for the longest time. And then later when I replayed it, I was like, oh, I did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just have to be careful. I still would cheese that part because I remember revisiting it too. And I'd be like, all right, as he runs towards me, I'm going to like try to put an ice pillar on this little puddle here or mm-hmm. throw just a bunch of bombs at him, which is going to take forever. You can't, you can't rush it. You can't get cocky. No, it's true. 
Yeah. It's it's so weird, but you're like, like you can't be like, I got this. I got mm-hmm. this. I got this. The second you think that, it's like, nope. nope. You're toast. And yeah, but there's also this sense of like, uh, you can't defeat this person right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a very big learning moment for me. Yeah. And then someday you'll come back and you will, or it might mm-hmm. even be like a piece, of, like especially later in the game when you're yeah. like, you're just chopping off legs of guardians and like shooting them in oh, the face. So satisfying. Oh, you so feel satisfying. So like you've come such a long way. I think I thought after I killed my first Lionel, I was like, I'm going to kill the rest of your brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to decimate. Just, just to be awful. I'm just going to, I'm going to kill the rest of them. <laughs> Well, hey, they they let them know I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Um, uh, was there? I guess I want to ask you about like the context of when you played a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. I do. Uh, so maybe was there anything like broader or specific that you remember about the period of when you like really got into this game? Um. Well, I I was also learning to re-like because i was never really into weed Mm -hmm. but um the room that i was in everyone claimed to be really into weed yes and then i think also when i bought the switch i also went across the street and i bought edibles for the first time (laughs) nice the perfect one-two punch yeah and i was like i've never done edibles before because back in college when i did smoke weed edibles were like made yes that's right and they were a wild card. Yeah. And like, I just remember my friend going to her birthday and saying hi to her. And she'd be like, I did an edible. It's way too strong. I'm kind of freaking out. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like it, the edibles always seem scary and unpredictable, but now it's all different. Where like, you know, the exact dosage, yes. you know, exactly what you're getting down to a science. And, um, I think I prefer them to smoking mm-hmm. now. And I don't really, and even then, like, um, I, I, I was doing it kind of heavily at the time cause I was really stressed out Yeah, and I was just, you know, learning to love a physical high. Yes. And, uh, I ended up rewatching a lot of movies cause I forgot I watched them. <laughs> like, I think I was halfway through Crimson Peak or something being like, Oh my God, I've seen this. <laughs> it just hits you. <laughs> That's so funny. What, uh, yeah. What, what, can I ask you what kind of edibles were they? Were they like little gummies? Were they chocolate? They were, they were just little gummies. Yeah. The, uh, Camino. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And I would just do like, a, like the lowest dose. So just do like one. Yeah. I dare not do two. No, especially if you know that that'll do it for you. I mean, I know I'm a baby when it comes to THC, so I'm just like, it has to be mm-hmm. indica, it has to be on the low end, and I'm like, I better not have to get up early the next day. Yeah, I know. Because that'll keep you in bed. Or I'll just be, I'll be slightly out of mm-hmm. it. And, but what's nice about edibles is I realized, like, it didn't have the same effect as, like, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Where when it left your body, it wasn't like, you don't feel like you're dying. Yeah. Dude, I just had, ugh. I went out to do Tournament of Nerds last night. Okay. Our first live show in two years. And this is a Dynasty typewriter. Everyone's psyched to be there. We're all happy to see each other. 
they have a fridge full of alcohol in the back <laughs> and we're we're like hell yeah so i grab a beer and then i'm like fuck it i'm gonna get one of those little mixed drinks and i don't normally like gin sure but they had gin and tonics in a can oh i have one i'm like not bad i have two i'm fucked up better stop <laughs> and i was like i kept telling turning to robin higgins who was next to me i'm like i'm pleasantly buzzed <laughs> i'm pleasantly buzzed and i was and then on the way home i had a pounding headache oh already gosh yeah and then i was like you know what i had a long day i'm gonna play some elden ring to unwind I couldn't make it an hour because my head was killing me. Oh, no. I tried. I was like, I was like, let's just go to sleep. I wake up because my head is killing me. I crawl out of bed to take Advil. It was so fucking bad. I was, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, fuck gin. <laughs> the, but the point being, like, don't feel that way with edibles or weed. Physical pain? No. no. <laughs> I mean, I've had some freakouts on weed, mm -hmm. but um, in terms of edibles, I mean, the way that I do them, like I do a low dosage, chill the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to go and be like, let's do a scavenger hunt. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to chill the, I'm going to watch movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, a nice, like chill curated experience. You know, what's weird though. I thought that I would love to get high and play video games. I can't. Yeah. It's a. It's definitely something that I've been able to do before, or there's certain types of games and certain types of highs that I can do, but I mm -hmm. will I will not end up playing much if I do that. The only game I think I could handle, I think, was Mario Kart, and that was because of the colors. Yeah. <laughs> but anything else though, I was like, there's there's you guys, there's too much going on. Yeah. Um Yeah. So so during this time, you were this was you experimenting with this more because your room was doing it, your room claimed to do it a lot. Yeah, and I think uh, for me, I was like, you know what, let's explore this part of ourselves again, yeah. like because like now we're doing video games, now we're doing weed, and so it was like a bunch of different. Um, it's it felt like a utilizing a different part of my life. Yeah, interesting. And it, I mean, it also, it was a different part of my life. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I was living in a different place then. Um, uh, like, I mean, I, it was a very fun time, but, um, I don't know. Was it mostly due to the, the job you were doing? It was the job. Uh, Zelda was definitely an amazing escape. Yeah, it it literally was like it felt like an escape because mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to go to this beautiful natural world yeah. where you had powers and you could do stuff or not, and um, or you could take an edible and really listen to the hell out of some vinyl. <laughs> You know, but those are the two side, the two options, of course. Zelda mm -hmm. or get a little high and listen to a vinyl. I remember I got really into this one band and I was like, if I was ever going to get a vinyl, it's going to be for this band. And then I listened to them. I think I was high and I was like, yep, there is a difference. <laughs> yep. Between being sober and listening to them and not. And when you were, do you remember at all if you were stoned and you're like, no, actually not for me right now. 
Well, when I'm high, this particular band, they're they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. They are fantastic. Well, when I'm sober too, but I don't know what it is. I think when I'm high, I I feel like I hear it more. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when I. Feel I feel I I don't know about you, but sometimes I can get a little like there's like a different level of focus I can reach, or maybe I get mm-hmm. like my attention to detail will be like hyper focused, where overall I'm not paying attention to things very well, but I might be mm-hmm. zeroed in on like. I find this when I watch stuff too. Like if I like, mm-hmm. whoa, they're doing something really creative with the cinematography here or mm-hmm. are you catching what the music is doing? So maybe that's a similar mm-hmm. thing to what you were experiencing. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I turned into a giant cliche. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that a lot. Also, I recently, I recently purchased, uh, well, not that recent, uh, uh, chocolate with shrooms in it. Oh my! Yeah, and I haven't done shrooms since college. And I, I originally I got it because I was visiting a family member who's like, "Can you bring me some shrooms?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I'll try." Yeah. And then the the best I could do was it in chocolate yeah. bar form. And then she, when I, of course, when I go to visit her, she's like, "Oh, I don't need it anymore. I got it in <laughs> pill form." And I'm like, "Great, glad I did this." Great. Great. All right. I guess I have this now. Yeah. Well, so I was like, I, I microdosed on it mm-hmm. and I watched a movie that I saw ho- sober before, mm. but I rewatched it and I was like, this is the greatest movie that's ever lived. <laughs> what movie was this? It was uh, A Field in England. Haven't seen it. We, it's funny. We've it's, talked about so much movies today, but just not on the podcast. <laughs> well, what's crazy is that like, um, it's a movie about... 18th century England about a battle that takes place and the people in it take shrooms. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Was that and intentional so you, when you were watching it? Um, I'm not... Their justification I'm not clear on yeah. for doing that. I think it was an accident and then later as they're losing their minds, they're like stuffing them uh-huh. in. And the first time I watched it, I was sober and I'm like... What? And they all talk like olden times and it's all in black and white. Yeah. But it's um watching it high, I was just like, these are the wisest, bestest. <laughs> I don't know. I just I think I understood it more. Yeah. And I was I think I was able to f- like I my pupils must have been like this big because I was so laser focused uh-huh. on it. But yeah, it was it was a good movie to watch while high. That's so funny. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dang. What was this? Was the, I think you said you maybe were stressed out. If I can ask, was it the job that was stressing you out at the time? I think it was the job change of pace. Yeah. And you said first Uh, staffing job? Yeah. So it was my first time in a writer's room. It was on a new show. New, I knew new one in the room. Oh, gotcha. And so it was a lot of adjustments. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I've I've written on mod before, mm-hmm. but and we have writers meetings. But imagine if writers meetings were eight hours a day and five days a week. <sighs> That's a lot. Yeah, and money is involved, and you can get fired. Yeah, and there is literally a hierarchy. Yeah, it's but and your first time, like yeah, two with all of that that checks out. Yeah. Well, I'm gl- I'm glad that you had like. Both of these different elements, uh, just at your oh, disposal. Yeah. yeah, I was. I I mean, 
like I, I I'm always a proponent of therapy and such, but yeah. I was just like, I'm gonna need some extra help <laughs> with this. Yeah, and I think I think uh, a switch was good instinct on my part because it reignited my love of gaming mm-hmm. and love of puzzles. Yeah, I've bought so many of those stupid like, what's in this room <laughs> puzzles. Yes, being like, hey, here's this letter that maybe has a clue, but probably doesn't. Figure out what's in this cuckoo clock. <laughs> I'll stay up all night doing one of those stupid games, and um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Gosh, I feel like you've you've just given so much um, from just not only like a lot of the details of the game that you liked, mm-hmm. but also you know what was going on for you. And that context is so so interesting um Mm -hmm. well i mean i do have some stuff that i want to like i was telling you about some of the post-show segments for you um Mm -hmm. but before we go um to do that would you mind just putting a bow on the game the place that this game held for you it's the best game i've ever played hands down like if someone's like you have to get a tattoo based on one of these games i'm like it's gonna be breath of the wild Oh, I like that. And if you, let's say you had to do this, do you know what Mm -hmm. sort of tattoo you might get? I don't. There's so many symbols in Breath of the Wild. I would have to revisit it. I would have to revisit it. And then you can. But I think it would be a symbol. Yeah. Symbol's great. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, certainly not the Yiga clan symbol as uh, we... And they're all understand. men too, which is very... Str- they're problematic. We can say it. I hate that they laugh at you. It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I stole your sword. <laughs> uh, Banana look. They're like, we got to insert something in this game that people can hate, uh, and it's these guys. There's already those goblins. There's already, um, there's literally a, have you, did you find that demon statue? Maybe. It's been so long. Well, well, did you ever get to the point where you built your own house? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pretty close to that is a little statue. Oh. That talks. (gasps) Yes. Yeah, and it's like a trickster statue. And at first I was really mad at it, but then later I was like, oh, this might come in handy. Yeah. Because it'll it'll ask you a stupid question, and if you say yes or no, it'll steal some of your hearts. Okay. And then you have to pay to get them back, but you can, you can choose to get it back as hearts or as something else, or you could get it as stamina. Oh, interesting. So it actually is sort of like, um, oh. if do you want to use this right right now to raise your stamina? Yeah. So I guess like if you're playing through the game and you've gone heavy on hearts, yeah. you could trade it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because before I was just really, really mad. I'm like, you stole my fucking heart. Yeah. And it's a really creepy looking gargoyle statue. This reminds me of a character in Skyward Sword, actually. It's always like there's a there, there's a couple of those in Skyward Sword, and actually there's like that little bat in Link's Awakening. It's like I'm gonna do something bad to you, and then he always like gives you like uh, an upgrade or like a new power or something. You're like mm-hmm. you did something mm-hmm. good. You, um, mm. gosh, well, thank you, Connor, so much for sharing about you know your experience with this game and mm-hmm. uh, your time with it, and also what was going on for you. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and lead us into the post show segments. The first of which is the Fact Me by Your Game segment, where I'm just going to share a couple fun facts with you. 
Um, these today come from one of my favorite uh, YouTube channels. It's called Did You Know Gaming? Um, where uh, And so that's where these two are going to come from. Um, so there's a lot more than what I'm about to share. But the first I have titled Doo-Doo Reward. Now, did you know that every time you find a Korok and it gives you a Korok seed, it is literally a piece of Korok poop? What? Yes. <laughs> this. So the suspicion arose because uh, – do you remember Hestu who's like the big Korok – yeah, 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 with the with the rattles. Yes, who will then actually like? I think he'll upgrade your uh, your satchels and and all that. So yeah, yeah, your inventory. Well, if you do collect all nine hundred of the Korok seeds in the game, uh, his reward to you is just a big piece of golden poop. Um, but in an interview uh, with the director of the game, whose name's uh, Hidemaro Fujibayashi. He confirmed that the team just thought it would be funny if every little Korok seed that you collect is literally just poop. That is so – I mean that's weirdly very Japanese. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's very – and when you look at it too, now you're like, oh, yeah, that is very much – There just, is literally a manga character whose head is poop. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I remember my sister, when she was working in Korea, she got me this pen – with a character and it's just like a swirly poop yeah and she's like yeah it's he's a well-known character gosh that's so funny um the second fact i have for you i have titled uh, 2d prototype and breath of the wild's game mechanics were tested using a 2d prototype closely resembling the original legend of zelda before they actually implemented a lot of the the physics uh and other elements into the real game that we know today um Technical director Tahiro Dota used the character data from the original Zelda to create this prototype. Um, this I actually I think I'll, I'll email you a link to this video so you can see it. But it is crazy. You see a little Link who's like in a forest – like not in a forest but surrounded by trees. He uses a candle to like burn a tree that becomes like I think a log and then he uses the log to create a raft. It's And it's all stuff you see in the game that we know. Um, mm -hmm. just on like a, just in a, looking like the original Zelda. So it's really, mm -hmm. really cute actually. Um, Ugh. that's, uh, that'll do it for the fact me, me by your game segment. And I'll lead us into the last one, the game recommendations. Now, Connor, this is my one forced tie in to the movie. Call me by your name of which this, uh, podcast is so finely named after. And so mm -hmm. I'm going to treat breath of the wild as your passionate, Summer love, your big fling that you're going to eventually have to move on from. So these recommendations I'm going to give you, kind of like a friend might set you up with somebody, are going to have at least something in common with Breath of the Wild. Um, and I'll tell you already, you've actually already named two of the games I'm going to recommend to you. Um, uh -oh. The first of which, uh, which is if you want a Breath of the Wild-like experience to just kick your ass and make you feel bad, I'll recommend the game you're playing right now, Elden Ring. That'll do it. So there we are. The second one is if you want a Breath of the Wild experience, but with no combat or anything like that, just more exploring and story stuff, I'll recommend a really charming game called Sable. This might only be available on uh, Xbox and PC, um, but it's this really cool, also sort of post-apocalyptic game. Um, and I play. How do you spell that? It's S-A-B-L-E. Um, 
where you can also do a lot of climbing and jumping. You don't have like a glider, but the character Sable does have this like sphere that when you jump, if you hold, I think the jump button, you'll just glide in this sphere across is it, the land. Is this it? That's it. Yes. Okay. It is also comp- such a gorgeous game. It's also like, uh, I don't know how to describe the art style, but it's gorgeous. Um, anyway, those are that. And lastly, if you want the opposite of a Breath of the Wild experience, but you still want some Zelda, I'm going to recommend a game you've already mentioned, and that is Skyward Sword. I was going to say Sable kind of reminds me of a game that I just remembered that I played called Death Crow. I've never heard of that. It was on Switch. It's an indie game, but you're literally a crow who has to help Death find his old soul. Wait, is this Death's Door? Oh, it might be Death's Door. Sorry. But it's also like a little action game. Looks a little like Hades. You do also fight, but you also have to solve puzzles. Yes. And I I got to like the second boss okay. and I stopped because I got frustrated. I've heard so much. I heard a lot about this game last year and I, I did buy it mm-hmm. on Switch. I just haven't played it yet. I had my friend ask her husband to call me because I got stuck <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in a section and he's a big gamer. And I'm like, can you just can you just have John call me or something? Because the, the hints online are being stupid. The hints were bad. Oh, my gosh. Was John yeah. able to help? He what to a certain degree, yeah. Okay. He was like, "Oh, have you leveled up to this? Have you leveled up to this?" And I'm like, "No." And then, and then because the hints would be like, "Oh, dodge," <laughs> like, "All right, okay, don't let him hit you." And I'm like, "What the?" Fu- I could have figured out a lot of this on my own. Um, that's that's your hot that. Oh, that's the that's your step by step walkthrough for this. Use Thank you. your okay, weapon great. to hurt the enemy. <sighs> Don't let them kill you. That's just <laughs> like thanks for the help. Okay. Gosh. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. But anyway, those are your three mm-hmm. recommendations uh, for based on mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll do it for that segment. And Connor, that will actually bring us to the end of the show. Uh, so before we go and uh, plug stuff, thanks so much for doing this. It was really fun to catch up and even make you list out uh, as many uh, teammates for mod as you could remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Is there anything you want to uh, maybe re-plug or remind the listener to potentially check out at some point? When's this coming out? Wednesday. Oh. So very soon. Be- so before your stuff okay. comes out. I was going to say, check out Harley Quinn season three, but I'm like... Uh, check it out it'll come out this summer great okay that's not too far off we're getting there yeah incredible um will that do it for your plugs uh i have a fun twitter Ooh. well i know what it is but what you want to tell the listener what it is at that connie shin i can't change that to connor i tried why won't twitter why is it so hard to change stuff on this website I don't fucking know. Gosh. I don't know. Well, I'll uh I'll put a reminder about the se- season 3 and then I'll put a link to your Twitter as well so people can just click in, follow you and be super cool. Yeah, be cool guys. Yeah, th- I don't got to tell the listeners. They're a pretty pretty nice bunch. <laughs> they're probably already cool cuz they're listening. Aw. Uh aren't you? Isn't that true, listener? Um well <laughs> Connor, thanks again. Um I'll go ahead and close this out with some plugs of my own. Um the cover art, the show art, 
for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and the other wonderful stuff he does on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J A Y. The show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. And uh, you can thank him by checking out his show, Video Games, a comedy show, which is a round table style video game podcast, as you could have guessed. Close, uh, very soon we'll be reaching episode 200. Um, Jeremy's on the countdown. I think it'll be episode 193 is coming out this week. So keep your eyes open. Um, you can also, of course, as I said earlier, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. If you like this show and myself, I am one of the main contributors to that. So you can find the co-op episode, which is a version of this show that we do every month. Um, Jeremy actually just did one on Elden Ring for us. So he guest hosted for me. Uh, before that, we did one on new Super Mario Bros. Wii. Um, there's also, we just did one on Portal as well. So a few games we've been talking about today. Um, but yeah, it's all available at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. You can even subscribe for a month and just check out what you want and see if it's for you or just sample some stuff we toss in our free feeds. Uh, I am on social media at Connor underscore McCabe, and that will do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.